the year after I got baptized. And uh, ever since then, God has been shown. You can transform your brokenness. God uses your brokenness to have a divine appointment with Him. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isberner. So good and to be with you. You know, it's so important to be around the right people. It is. To really bring the best out of you. Aren't you glad? Because I'm looking we're at together. my wife. Aww, and that's what was right discussed people. on our today's episode, <laughs> along with a lot of other great nuggets of truth that you're going to be able to relate to and grab onto. Oh, yeah. We talked about how so often people tend to focus on generational curses. Mm. What if you focused on the generational blessings in your life instead? Yeah. Number one, Jesus, mm-hmm. right? How would your life be different? Yeah. We're also going to learn about how loneliness uh, and and pain from rejection and fear of people can lead to a very dark place of depression and even thoughts of suicide and what to do about that, how yeah. to counter that. Yeah. And um, our guest also talks about how fear, the fear in his life, how um, that fear knew his greatest potential. Mm. And so we tap into that a little bit. And I wonder if maybe you can relate. Sometimes do you have that fear and that fear actually knows your greatest potential and it's keeping you from living it. You're going to hear the difference that affirmations make in a person's Mm -hmm. life and especially kids. Yeah, (laughs) I think you're going to be challenged by that. Yeah. And And being told, I love you. Not even affirmations, but just being told, I love you. And then uh, one other thing that uh, our guest really emphasizes, and that was through his own life experience of brokenness, how your brokenness really can be a pathway to freedom. Yeah, uh, so good. Today's guest, uh, Justin Gendante, 29 years old, single, I might add, if you're watching He didn't put that in the box. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I put it in there. He's a United States Marine Corps veteran. He's a child of God. He sells coconut milk in the farmer's market, <laughs> and he's host of the scars of glory it's an instagram live interview show it's fantastic and i know him personally and i know him to be a man of uh of great things always in pursuit of the things of god he loves people he serves them well and he loves seeing people experience god's love and grow in their faith all right well welcome justin to your biggest breakthrough how are you good to see you I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor. Listen, I, I hope if you if you check this out on YouTube, you're just going to see this handsome, smiling face. One of the things about Justin that, that just blesses me is like, he's just got such an authentic smile. smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mentioned in his bio that he's single. You didn't put that in there, but I did. But I just, I'm just throwing that out. That's good. In case you single ladies are watching. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Hey, man, listen, uh, let's start out. You're, uh, we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last um, almost two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been uh, just just great to get to know you even better. And after today's episode, I think we'll know even more about you because there's some things that you you mentioned to me that I just wasn't aware of that go back into your childhood. So if you're cool with this, let's let's just start there. Let's talk about your childhood, your family life, your upbringing, and kind of paint the picture of how you grew up. Let's get started. So my name is Justin, and this is my story. 
how I grew up and came to be is um, I was born in the Philippines and I came to America when I was 10. Back in the Philippines, I always never had like, I get it, my mom would always be there for me. As in like, like oh, like cooking wise and all this stuff, more like a job wise. But I always wonder who my dad was. Then this man came visit once in a while and a few, and my mom said that that's your dad. Felt like a stranger, you know? And um, I get that he was never there as in like growing up. But the reason for is he's in America trying to uh, figure out life, how to provide for us. That's something kids never learn before then. They never understand why your parents are away is because they want to provide for you. But growing up is um, it's kind of tough because you're, you don't have a dad saying, I love you. You don't have a dad that's, um, that's pushing you, uh, disciplining you, telling you, oh, what's right or wrong, showing a hug. Basically, you just have your mom and your aunts but they're they're they have their own kids so they're figuring their kids out as well and i have a brother who as well he's um he's 26 now he's actually um listed as autistic mm. so that gave my mom a harder time and uh, the yeah. more focus is on that sibling rather so uh in school if you don't have anyone that's speaking life over you that's gonna be um filled with deaf uh, words like people uh, i was a peculiar kid girl growing up i always think i always think down myself because that's what all i heard is like oh you're ugly oh you're you're skinny oh you're dead you're all all, all of those words it's going to manifest for your life like it was pretty harsh that even <laughs> i was bullied by um, a crippled girl back in philippines okay wow. that would be tough i'm <laughs> i mean right that's that's serious bullying right what there. happened what, tell us about that I was just really peculiar. Like I think outside the box, but um, now looking back, God basically said, you're not meant to fit in that world because you're meant to fit in a bigger library. I love that, <laughs> Justin. I love yeah. that. So I, I have to ask you quick is because I'm not, you know, fully certain about the Filipino uh, culture. Is, is that is that common where where the father is gone uh, you know providing for the family and, and the father's not around a lot or is that just in your family or I believe it just depends but that's how um, I came to be is they're trying to figure out how to provide for their kids I mean the education there is kind of hard to come by opportunities are hard that's why we are so blessed in this country you yeah. have no idea how much opportunities to the left to your right you just have to look and pursue that um pursue that happiness that uh God came to be and that's what my dad's trying to do but the thing is it's hard for to bring us to America because first funding and second is like the green card. That's a whole bunch of another subject to get to. Well, let's actually talk on that because you are in the United States and you are here. So how did that all transpire? And um, and is your entire family over here or just you? Or um, tell us a little bit about that. So basically, it's just um, the main family, me, my brother and my mom. The reason for it is um, it would be more expensive if they were to get married in Philippines and get my dad, dad, uh, my my family here when mm -hmm. they have kids. They did before then, they kind of did have kids out of wedlock before getting married. So it would be um, easier process 
to get us to America, but that took a while as well. And it's, we, oh, real quick, I'm sorry, is your dad Filipino or American? Uh, my dad is a Filipino citizen. Yes, he's he's kind of mixed. See, the the things that you're sharing, we we are so unfamiliar with, and we really take so much for granted, don't we? In in our American culture and sort of the way things are. Um, we wouldn't think about, it. well, let's see now, my dad left so that he could go find work in another country to provide for the family. That's so uncommon for the majority of people here in America. But that was your story. So your dad is out of the home. How old were you when you first met your dad? Um, I'm not familiar. I believe it's like five or six years old. I probably met him when I was younger, but that's yeah. the first memory that came to be. So, and, and so what are some of your first like recollections were you we surprised that you know you had a dad and this is what your dad was like what was that like kind of an unbelief it's like growing up with just a mom is just this man just come out of nowhere bringing us stuff like i get it he provides and there's toys there's all those stuff but i guess i'm the type of kid who looks for more like a spiritual connection towards um his dad I think every kid does, Justin. Yeah. Really, that's how we are. Uh, I believe we're all wired is to want that intimate relationship uh, with the father. And then that's where it leads to the father, right? Mm. Uh, the father leads to and shows us about the father here on earth. But anyway, I, I love that um, you have gone through so much transformation in just a short amount of time. And I know you've worked with Todd. And um, I'm, I'm just curious about just kind of where you and your brother are um currently with with your with your father are you guys talking with him or um what do you mean do you mind elaborating yeah more? your your um earthly father not not heavenly father but earthly father are you in connection with him me and my dad we don't have any um similarities he's more mm -hmm. like person because that's how he came to be like the reason why he came as that person who always wants to work is because that's how he grew up. Sure. When he was 11, he uh, his dad passed away early. He, so he didn't have a dad growing up as well. And uh, regarding that, his mom abused him. Mm -hmm. And so they left his cards. So mm -hmm. he did not have uh, people growing up. His sisters are kind of abusive as well. And he worked since he was 11. That gets passed on. But that's why uh, this woman named Judy, she explained uh, why your dad's the way he is, is because just imagine this person wrapped in uh, all these chains around his, their body and all they can move is this little finger. And that little finger is uh, how they say, I love you. And um, those chains are the generational curses that he received from his um, his family. What our job is to be is to break that uh, that never-ending cycle and maybe help them break that change as well. And that's currently yes. what I'm working on, uh, trying to break him free out of that. Focus on the generational blessings, which is Jesus. Mm, I love yes, that. Focus on the generational blessings. Yes. Yeah. I want to get more into that, but I just got to back up a little bit with you um, because, you know, here you were uh, a young boy and you knew your dad had to be away. And yet deep inside you, you longed for this closeness with your dad. Yet your dad didn't know how to do that, not only from his own background, but he was very preoccupied in having to earn a living. But talk to those dads right now, Justin, who maybe don't take seriously enough how important it is, put work in its proper place and invest more in connecting with your kids. Just talk to that dad who maybe just needs some help in that area. I think the reason for it is you just gotta listen. They know they know what they want. They know what they need. 
and uh, you just gotta listen to the to what they have to say regardless how uh, little they are they they're already wondering stuff so it's either you the that uh the mixes up how they grow up or someone else would so you gotta be that example of love towards your children because uh it sucks like that's how men is came to be it's just to be love is if they can provide that's how men receive love and with uh children it's easy uh, no offense wendy for also for women it's easy to receive love but for men we have to earn our love we have to earn all those stuff but the thing is you already earned your kids love you just gotta nurture that love and you just gotta um, keep loving on them not judge them for who they are because you know god can transform mountains and that mountain probably is relationship with your kids that's, that's so good. good justin i love that and i just love your heart you're so precious and and i've had uh, the opportunity of spending some time with you along with todd and uh, getting to know you and um i don't know you you make me teary-eyed because you're just so precious in the lord and you're just such a good human being and and i think about how your life has changed so much in the course of the last two years. And, uh, and when you were, you know, when you first were here in the US, I, I believe, did you go into uh, the Marine Corps? Or was that, uh, you know, a few years after you were here in the US? And tell us how that started to shape and mold you to who you are today. I was still the same kid. I came to America when I was actually 10 years old. Okay. And during the 10 years, I did not have many friends. Like one of my, uh, it sucks because I'm just like, oh, wow, what kind of race are these people? Like I'm only aware of like two races, like the one you see in Hollywood, which is uh, <laughs> also uh, Filipino. So I'm just like, I don't know who they are. And I learned about Mexicans instantly, <laughs> but they're cool. Like, uh, but the thing is, it was difficult to uh, to conversate with them because I, I speak broken English. Uh, I found another uh, Filipina. Like, but the thing is, that friend ended up being such a toxic friendship. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, speaking of which, what one thing I hate the most in school is when you're getting called up on uh, the front of the class to recite stuff because uh, you get made fun of for the way you speak. So that actually one of my greatest fear. God revealed to me a year, uh, few months is like one of your greatest fear growing up is speaking to people. And uh, pa my pastor said is uh, what's behind your greatest fear could be your greatest talent. And um, fear knows what your uh, your uh, your potential is. So it's more afraid of you. And yeah. it knows what's behind. You. It knows Jesus behind you. It's moving on uh, that friendship. She basically uh, manipulated me, making me think I was alone. Like I can't make friends without her she basically is so embarrassed to hang out with me that she uh she told me hey if people are asking if we're friends tell them we're cousins mm -hmm. so uh and she was in front of me so that kind of broke my heart it put me in such a a depressed state and there, it went to uh, such depression i heard that uh, um, in middle school i was still with that friend and she uh she did control my life i did let that because of my fear i did not have anyone else to rely on no other friends to p push me out of that friendship i think it was my parents who finally realized oh wow this this friend is awful and i actually listened to them that was like senior year though, where it was already all too late where i barely did anything in high school but overall it, it was good that uh, the friendship um, taught me compassion, how to uh, be a better friend towards other people. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. And then, and then when you got into the Marine Corps, what all did that teach you? That's not till two years later in college. Uh, what happened then is um, 
<laughs> the Marines is basically a big, um, it's a big rebellion, rebellion to my parents because they're mm. trying to control uh, because, oh, uh, walking back too, I totally forgot the depression almost led to suicide. There was a moment in my life where I was really suicidal, where um, I heard his kid uh, jump in the bus to to basically end his life. And what's funny though, it sounded good to me because of all the pain I dealt in high school. I was like, oh, I don't think anyone would miss me. And then I was, t- I was looking at the pills at uh, the cupboard. I wanted to take them but my hand was shaking. Like there was mm. something that pushed me away from taking that. And I'm so blessed. I did not take that. And it would have wow. been a different person by then, but uh, moving forward to. Wait, let me, I'm, gonna ba- I'm just going to, ba- I'm going to keep you right there for a second, because I I'm, I'm so aware that there are uh, parents whose, whose teenage kids might be depressed and they're not even fully aware of that. And, you know, would never realize that my son or daughter may even have suicidal thoughts. But I think one of the things that stands out about your life is, you know, God has a calling and anointing and I had a plan for you. And the devil did everything he could to sort of sidetrack that whole thing, including bringing you a friend who, you know, wasn't good for you. And I think, I think again, it's, it's so important for parents to pay close attention to where their kids are at and what they're going through. And you said it earlier, you know, dads, you, you need to learn to listen and mom, listen and ask questions and find out where is your kid at. And, and Justin, I think about how, lonely you must have felt and how that could lead to these thoughts of depression. Like, what am I good for? And I just see how mm-hmm. God intervened. Just like you said, right. The, your, your hand couldn't go through with grabbing those pills and taking them. I think that's just like a miracle. So you, you yeah. kind of, you push through that spot. What, what was the next sequence of events then that led you to the Marines? After that, I went to um, two years in, um, in college but i didn't feel like college was right for me and my dad wanted me to do air conditioning and i i have no joy in doing air conditioning so uh that's a big rebellious act i um i joined the military <laughs> that's why it became such a- it's going to be real easy right during the military <laughs> yeah. now i don't have to work so hard hello surprise <laughs> God has his ways. Uh, I joined the military. It definitely uh, transformed uh, my type of person I am. I gained more endurance. Uh, leadership traits went up. Confidence went up. Basically, it's a, here's the famous saying in the Marines. They have like, uh, we're going to break you down and build you back up. So they're going to build you back up to be able to defend the Constitution, to be able to uh, be a man uh, that uh, that can a- be able to protect his family and also just um, have a patriotic mindset. And uh, I never cared about those stuff until I was actually in the military. And what's funny, though, is uh, I lost distrust over people that those years I never told anyone my problems. Like there was there was moments in which I could tell someone a part of me still does not trust people because mm-hmm. from that hurt dealt with growing up and um oh circling back too i totally forgot um during the depression year i gained weight i got to 260. <laughs> really what? 260. 260 pounds on your frame yeah. that would look pretty heavy how what did that were you just eating out of depression and stuff or you just, just was food a comfort Everything's given to us and pizza's there. I used to just eat a whole family size pizza by myself and just play video games. No, even this is kind of disgusting, but I avoid showers. You're, you're not the only one that 
has done that or is doing that currently, right? Like you're speaking to someone right now that either it's a, it's a parent that has a, a son or child in that space, or you're speaking to someone that is in that space right now, and you are on the other side of it. You have had that breakthrough. And so you're offering hope and encouragement as you share that you didn't have showers. Like maybe it was disgusting, but hey, it was reality. And somebody mm-hmm. else might be in their own stink right now, like literally uh, mentally, spiritually, they might be in it. Uh, but there's a way out. So, um, all right. So during that time, you gained a lot of weight and obviously getting into the military too, you're going to get whipped into shape uh, all kinds of ways. Uh, I mean, my <laughs> mind goes to David Goggins because that was, but he was a Navy guy. But anyway, tell us, tell us how you got just in shape physically, but mentally and um, emotionally, all of that. Oh, I just got tired of people speaking down on me. Like for some, some reason there was just uh, this anger. Mm. I let anger fuel my, um, my motivation and yeah. it's not good because yeah. you think reckless and not just that too. I cut my, I cut my calories in half. And then uh, those two years I realized I don't know how to do dieting. So I just, uh, I slowly start gaining the weight back until I went to the Marines, which helped me uh, build that discipline. <laughs> Uh, which is good. They actually say you don't need that type of thing. You don't need to eat that much. You don't need, um, basically it's a good balance. And did you find some uh, good confidants, some friends in the, in the Marine Corps, or you still felt kind of alone there? Or how did you feel in that space? I kind of did, but the thing is I never did trust because there was still that, that, that pain that hurt that uh, I don't want to tell people about because I feel like they would just leave me is I'm not worth of people's love like that that spoken that lie word yeah. I was wearing it as a sweater mm. like as my identity <laughs> that's why it's amazing that uh God can burn away all those sweaters that are uh, suffocating you and it, it lets you sh- lets you breathe freely never realized how much uh sweater I was wearing because when people ask me I, I'm am I okay and I just said I might I'm doing well about yourself but inside i was actually screaming but during the marine corps that's when i got into a whole bunch of addiction because uh there was that uh that empty hole that uh i was trying to figure out so i got into uh drinking i used to be able to do those cool tricks like take four shots of of, um, hard liquor in like 10 seconds or so and chug beers but while the people are screaming in joy i was screaming in agony it was hard because you, you felt good. Don't get me wrong, but the next day you feel awful because you're basically robbing your uh, your tomorrow. You're basi- you're robbing your joy from tomorrow. Yeah, and um, I got into uh, other deeper addiction like sex. I've got into uh, looking online. And how were you able to overcome those addictions, Justin? I mean, obviously Jesus, but was it then? Was it at that point? No, it was uh, to. Two years after I got out of the military, which is um, how I met um, our good friend, Justin Maynard. Yeah. We met, um, he actually met me at one of my darkest points where I was um, drunk. I was uh, hanging out with uh, these models at, uh, at Hollywood. It takes, it's $200 to get in, $200 to park. I'm glad that person paid for me to get me in. And out of all the people to talk to at uh at the bar waiting in line it was him that i talked like someone just high he was just highlighted and uh we both have the same name so that kind of it's like oh your name's joseph oh that's cool and uh, i followed him for 
a good three months and then i saw him um post some cool hiking stuff because i i love nature too i never realized that until later on but um yeah i wanted to give it a shot and i hit him up and what's funny this person barely uh checks his dm and i uh, he checked mine instantly and he said oh let's go next week so i took that risk i i did it i overlooked that it was a immense christian hike because uh <laughs> out of all the church parents uh forced onto me he uh <laughs> he basically um i wouldn't have went if i read that part that it was a christian hike god has his ways and it was great he was talking about uh once we met up there was so much uh adversities that's preventing me to go like traffic park closing for an hour um him getting lost just a whole bunch in the end it's worth it because he, he started talking about jesus and i just felt like this is really weird <laughs> and it's weird because I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it like all i remember from jesus is uh fear about mm. how my parents represented jesus because what they used to say uh, as to discipline us is stop doing that or you're going to hell stop doing that or demons are coming out and those manifest to you too what's funny though is when he started talking about something that relates to me like uh talking about dad he's, he talks about his dad and i just started opening up i was like oh wow something just pushed me to tell him and ever since then he uh has been one of my close friends mm -hmm. one of my best friends mentor he basically uh, i said yes three months after the meeting him and the year after i got baptized wow. um, by man, another close friend and uh ever since then god has been shown you can transform your brokenness god uses your brokenness to um to have a divine appointment with him mm, that is so profound what you're saying right there that god can use that. our brokenness uh really to to break us free i, I i'm just uh, you know i'm amused at the way god works in in our lives right and in your life even though you're living this somewhat rebellious life, not necessarily just for the sake of being rebellious, but because you were hurt yeah. and you're manifesting that hurt by trying to, you know, sort of numb the pain with all of your, you know, your addictions. And I guess that's probably true for anybody with any kind of addiction. Don't yeah. you think, Justin, it generally ties back to some hurt or pain that people are trying to either avoid or to mask? And so you were in the middle of that. Were you aware that you were doing that when you when you developed these addictions? That was my goal the whole time. It's just yeah. trying to black out because yeah. you know how it is when you're kids. You just drink as much as you can till you can't no more. Like that's in every party song. That's in every pop songs. Like it's publicized for you to get drunk to have a good time. And uh, yeah. you you that alcohol control you rather than you control alcohol that has given us uh, the strength to stomp on scorpions and snakes so he gave us strength to overcome our addictions yeah no matter what the addiction is i'm just thinking you know there's some listening as well i never had that drinking addiction but you have a work addiction or you have you shop uh, you know shopping addiction or all whatever. of us have to Social deal media. yeah we've got to deal with the temptations that addictions bring and i have to get down to the root of it mm -hmm. that uh these are not going to salve over the pain we've got to get down to the root and let the real healer come in and i just love the way god chased you down so to speak uh in a club yeah. with a guy who goes there with evangelism in mind 
And then, you know, just the way you put things together, I, it's just so remarkable. I just want to mention again, Justin Mena, a good friend of ours. We, yeah, had, him was, on, we had him on the show. Uh, I'm not sure what I don't episode. remember which episode it yeah. was, but uh, it's so, it's so, it's so cool the way God grabbed hold of you, knowing where your heart was and knowing where it would be. And so you said um, after about a year of kind of being mentored by Justin, then you went and got baptized and pick up the story from there. Uh, during that time, I know you've been looking at ways in which God can continue to free you and develop your talents and your gifts. And how is he going about doing that? He's using people around my life. He's um, showing people who recognizes the skills that I have. Like for one thing, um, a friend told me, you have like the biggest heart ever. You have compassion. You're really a creative. You're um, all this stuff. Like I even got prophesied twice. And uh, they basically mentioned like a similar thing. Like, dude, I see, uh, I see you wearing many hats. One of those hats are uh, minister. One of the hats is leader. Uh, another one is creative and the other one is a businessman because I don't see myself as a businessman. I don't know. We'll see what God has in stores. And um, not just that too, there's people who challenges those skills that I have, like uh, per se, uh, Justin or my friend Noah, he basically said, dude, you have such an artistic skills. So maybe you should try doing some video editing or Canva. So he gives some projects once in a while. Hey, can you help me with this? I know you got the skills and uh, it sharpened my skills. And not just that too, God's just revealing um, what I can do to serve to feed that um, compassionate heart is um, <laughs> I have this vision of um, hosting um, hot chocolate and Jesus at the beach, basically. We serve, like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. I've not heard of hot, hot chocolate, chocolate and, and the beach. No. And, and the and, beach Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, man. So my vision for it is uh, for, for people to feel the warmth of Jesus through a chocolate and have people have wore shirts or signs saying, how can we be praying for you? And in the back, it says, how can we love? And it, uh, a woman, actually, uh, I told the vision about this because I was trying to call people regarding um, the company I'm trying to do. And she said, um, I love the idea. How can I donate? Uh, there's nothing yet. There's nothing yet. Oh, let he, me donate wait, no, this. here's how you donate. Let me help you out, Justin. Let me, t- yeah, this <laughs> here's what you tell her. Here's how you donate. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know, you but people can catch on to your vision, which is great. And if they see it with you, then, then that, that's a, that's a divine appointment, right? So don't miss those divine appointments. And you are doing so many, uh, things right now through your scars of glory, um, mm. Instagram, yeah, talk, about uh, talk about divine appointments. You're interviewing people. This is the guy that didn't think he had a voice. This is the yeah. guy that thought he had nothing to say and, and because of his broken English and was bullied. And now God is using you to, to interview all kinds of people and, and you're being bold. And I just love how God works. And so I just think that's beautiful. So well done. Well done. So Scars of Glory, just talk about that for a minute. Uh, how often do you do that? How can people find that? I do it at least once a week. I try mm-hmm. to do it Wednesday or maybe twice a week at a, at a rare occasion. But my mission in life is to interview people regarding their uh, testimonies because scars are testimonies that's meant to be shared to uh, others to provide hope. That's my whole um, my whole caption on Scars of Glory. My symbolism is um, a hand with a hole. And inside the hole is a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So uh, the hand represents Jesus' hand. The hole represents his car. And the lighthouse represents hope and his glory and grace. Because uh, what what is a lighthouse? Lighthouse is meant to provide hope for people that are lost in the darkness so they can go through that light. And my whole goal is uh, to find people with uh, amazing testimonies 
so they can provide hope for others. Like not every testimony is going to touch everyone, but I want to have like an archive of uh, testimonies in which they can relate to and maybe even save their life. And also I can learn those wisdom as well. And I could implement those wisdom I learned from uh, those testimonies, those uh, God-given people help others to figure out what to do in the situation. I love that. And I mean, we can so relate because that's what we do here as well, right? And we're sharing your breakthrough story because you're offering hope right now. And you're just such a, I have a shirt and so does Todd and you may have one too, but it says hope dealer. Uh, and, uh, or maybe Adam or, or Justin may have that shirt anyway, hope dealer. And that's what you are. You're a hope dealer. Uh, you may used to done dope or whatever, but now you're a hope dealer, not a dope dealer. Anyway. Um, I love that. And, uh, we appreciate you so much. We were thinking about, um, Oh, no, I was actually, oh, I, gonna, I, I don't want to leave the, yeah, the scars of uh, glory. Cause that's such a great title. How can we find that on Instagram? Where, where do people go? Is it at scars of glory? It's scars of glory. Uh, okay. I believe it's just a scars dot off dot glory because okay. it, I, apparently it's already. <laughs> let's get that. Let's get that in the okay. show notes. Yeah, Cause we'll it's really, notes. really beneficial. If uh, those who are listening or watching, yeah, go see a few episodes of scars of glory. He does it live. Uh, you had me on, you do a great job of interviewing, you pull the story out and they're very, very encouraging. Now you, you two have actually worked together. You, did you go through talk? I don't course? know. I don't know if he wants to talk about oh, it. Oh, I don't know. I just thought about that. <laughs> actually, it's about, about 18 months ago. Was it a while back? Okay. Yeah, and Justin was part of a group of uh, 10 guys that we had. We did Zoom meetings every week for a number of weeks. That's right. And that's the right. thing I love most about Justin is that he always came prepared. Yeah. It's like, I've got a book that's sort of like the syllabus. He would read the material. And then, you know, unknowing to you, um, you would share some things and it got very quiet. The reason it got quiet is because what you were sharing was so full of wisdom and truth and um, and personal identity. Like you said this earlier, that it's really it's out of our brokenness that God can do some great things. As we would listen to you share some truths, you could just see how God was using you to communicate his truths of of, of light and just your whole symbolism of scars of glory. So, I mean, I need to affirm you in that and let everybody know this dude is for real and God is using him in a powerful way. How would you, or what would you say to someone listening that just might be just struggling, or maybe there's a prayer you'd like to pray? I don't know, as we close this out uh, for someone that's that's just kind of struggling and doesn't know the next step. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we're just going to put it in your hands and let the Holy Spirit do the work here. There's this, um, vision I had is um, in this earth, we're always kind of dirty our feet of sin doubts. And just like in the Bible, how Jesus washes uh, everyone's feet, we always got to ask Jesus to um, to come down lower than human to wash our feet because in this earth, we're always going to be dirty. So it's only through him and having him in our side will we feel pure. And also just um, there's this saying that just hit, um, God's always going to challenge your dream. And it, it, it may seem dark, but you're not being buried. You're being planted. Those tears are meant to grow you and not just grow you also to, um, you, you need his light and his grace for you to grow further. And while you're growing, there's going to be a lot of branches that falls out. People are God's going to be pruning people out of your life because he wants what's best for you. He doesn't want you to be comfortable. He wants you to strive on your purpose in life. So 
I'll just be still. That is a good word, Justin. That's profound. Thank yeah. you. Be still and listen and know that still small quiet voice of his and you have done just that and we're just so honored to know you justin you're precious in the eyes of the lord and 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 our eyes as well and so thank you for taking the time to share your biggest breakthrough with us today of course let me just close this as close us out in prayer okay sounds good i just want to say thank you for uh todd's and wendy's heart that god you see their purpose and you see the other obstacles that are coming through uh, we just ask Father Jesus that um, you don't take away the obstacle, but uh, help us overcome all those struggles. The Father made their made their um, their podcast be um, fruitful. That there's already fruit that's been planted, and may those fruit just blossom into trees that may it further their growth. And also, Father, I just want to pray for just an amazing life, amazing wisdom. And for the viewers, we just want to pray for breakthrough, not just breakthrough, also healing. And also just um, finding your finding their purpose, God, for you. So we just ask, thank you for uh, Wendy and Todd and this this honor that they uh, they bestowed upon me to be in their podcast. And thank you for amazing friendship. Thank you for amazing um, relationship. And just uh, thank you for their powerful uh, testimony and voice. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I think we just finished some church here. I think good. so. <laughs> we need like the chorus and yeah. all kinds of things. Thank you, him. brother. Bless you. Thank you so much. We'll stay we'll in touch. You soon. Oh, gosh. Seriously. He's just, he's just a deer. Like he's just so fresh in the spirit and he's just so, you know what I mean? There's something really uh, so inspiring yes, and yes. motivating about fresh faith. And mm -hmm. Justin's only, he's only known the Lord, walked with the Lord for two years. Right. It but, increases even those of us that have walked with the Lord for a while and you for an extra long while. <laughs> thanks a lot. But I'm always encouraged. I mean, J Justin yes. is a prime example of what happens when God really gets a hold of somebody and you can transform your thinking, transform your emotions, transform yeah. things in your life. Not that life all of a sudden gets, you know, all easier, easier mm -mm. but there's a difference that yeah. you could see and hear in Justin yeah. from where he was to where he is to where God is taking him. Yeah. And we pray that for you as well. Yes, we do. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. Uh, please share this with others. And if you're looking for uh, someone to assist you on a, a journey and you're a man and you're looking to get mentored or a young man, Todd has uh, his information and you can email him at Todd at Todd isburner.com yeah. or um you can go to my site what about wendy if you're a woman you'd like some extra help in a variety of areas but primarily in your health and wellness, wellness then contact uh wendy at wendy pet nope no sorry i'm sorry no, no that's well, not wendypet.com but yeah. you can just email me at wendy at wendypet.com wendy at wendy pet <laughs> and that's w-e-n-d-i-e there you yep. go all right we we appreciate you do we gonna say one last thing i was just gonna say guys <laughs> no, we'd love to work with you. You can email me at Todd at toddisburner.com. We've got a course that we're just going to be launching here a little bit. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Or you can go to my website, toddisburner.com. Awesome. Blessings. And we'll catch you next time on Your Biggest Breakthrough. Head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment. And we would love to dialogue with you there. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.